if you made it not just the cards, but if you made like a cool setup. Like a cool table setup and stuff yeah. like that with all the with all the the gugas and all the extra bells and whistles. Uh, I would absolutely uh, uh, put that on Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah, I'd get that instantly. Awesome. But we're not here to talk about inscription. We are not. We are not. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Pixelit. My name is Kevin. Alongside with me, as always, is Phil. Hello. And today we are starting a brand new series, Bioshock Rapture. There it is. There it is. With my, the, with my same, Costco receipt coupon. I have the same copy right there. Hell yeah. It's you beautiful. own a physical copy of the book, I, Kevin. I bought a physical copy. You are, you are rubbing off on me. Ah, oh, crazy. Let's just not tell our wives. <laughs> That's uh, wild. Yeah, you're a you're a you are a. Um, I'm a, I'm normally a digital copy guy, but yeah, you're you know a PDF what? Guy. I, I I I looked at the book and I was like, you know what? This is a nice looking book. It's just a uh, nice fat paperback. How yeah, do you it's, not a, it's go a good. For that? I was and I didn't want to get the mass market. I wanted this version of the paperback. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's nice. It it's, is. It's nice. It's a. It's a. It's. It's a nice book. Um. It's also a pretty good book, which is, is a breath of fresh air. I mean, Ooh. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, talk too unkindly about previous books, but uh, you know, I was starting to wonder if we were. <laughs> If, we, if it was ever going to happen again, <laughs> when we started this out, uh, you know, it's like you think about we were just we, we, we were just thrilled to run into mediocre things uh, yeah. when we did. Uh, and then things start getting you start reading good stuff like the Halo book was so good. And there's some really quality stuff out there. The Far Cry Absolution. And uh, and then every time you get into something that's bad. Yeah. Or just like, or just like, what you expect when you think of a video game novelization, right. you start going, okay, now we're back in the real world. The honeymoon this is, period's this, over. Yeah, the honeymoon period's over. We're back. We're back in the trash lands. <laughs> but Bioshock Rapture, uh, Bioshock so Rapture far. is is so far uh, pretty good. Um, and today we're going to be covering part one of part one of three. In yep. it's it's divided up into three parts. So one of those parts must be one of those parts much, has to be lo- much longer because much actually, longer. This is a shorter book than um, what's it? Uh, uh, Dead Space was. Yes, this, or, uh, this is coming in around just the same. around four hundred pages. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, it looks like the second part is uh, is the beefiest part. Is the yeah. beefiest part? Uh, yeah, we we got it's like. The first part is about 200, uh, 100 pages. The second part seems to be 200, uh, uh, at least in my mass market paperback version of it. Yeah. Uh, and then there is, wow, yeah, about another another 125 pages for the third part. So second sure. part is is a real beast. Yeah, that's that's the that's the bugbear um, that we'll we'll deal with as we come up to it. But Absolutely. the book starts with a prologue. And in that prologue, we meet the great man, the great man, the great man, Andrew Ryan, the uh, union if, buster and libertarian extraordinaire. Bust, yeah, he is. He makes union busting seem so, you know, wholesome and good. <laughs> doesn't he? He does. I think that was the idea back then, because, you know, like you were trying to fight off communism. So union busting was the wholesome all-American apple pie and basketball kind of a thing to do. As, as he said, union busting makes him feel good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, God. And, and this is actually... Right off the bat, this is a very interesting book to me because we've talked about doing uh, covering books that the game was based on, sure, as opposed to the opposite, which is what we mostly do now. Yeah, uh, and this is the first book I think we're ever going to run into, probably where it's a book based on a game that was kind of based on a book. Yeah, and you're getting, and you immediately right off the bat get all that Ayn Rand goodness. Yeah, it's like because we're never going to read Atlas Shrugged on the 
<laughs> I already, I already read it. I don't, I don't. You already read, read it, it. And I, 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 I had a, this is, here's the thing. I'm going to just top load this and let you guys know right now. Uh, I, I had a brief stint as an objectivist, uh, Ayn Rand reading, uh, libertarian white, you know, you know, just, just that guy. I, I had a, I had a brief stint as one of those guys and uh, a woman was involved. It, it's how it tends to work. Yeah. And, uh, and I read both the fountainhead and Atlas shrugged. So I'm going to be, that's like 4,000 pages of pure unadulterated <laughs> garbage. It just, just not just, not just garbage, <laughs> evil garbage. Yeah. Evil. <laughs> it is. It's evil stuff. It's not it's, good stuff. It's real bad. It's, it's badly written. And it's and it's just, and it's bad for the soul, probably bad for your teeth. Uh, so the, so slowly unraveling this thing is going to be a good therapy. I think I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I agree. Um, so it, the the opening of the prologue is a conversation between uh, uh the chief Ryan's chief of security Sullivan, uh, good Irish name, mm-hmm. and um. Who is read with an Irish accent, I believe, on the on the audiobook as I was listening to it. Um, there are a lot of I, I I had to I had to stop and re- I, I have to do it in bits and pieces now because the, sure. the the dialects that this this uh, this author in the uh, audiobook version that, that he juggles. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's a lot. It's a, it's lot. a lot. And I'm I, I fall back on my just don't uh, don't try. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't add anything for for me personally. It doesn't add anything. No. Just just read in your voice. No, I know. Fine. I know that's how they're directed because I know that they are hired based on their abilities to do different dialects. Sure. Uh, I think I've seen a few job postings for for book uh, voiceovers. But yeah, it's just don't do it. Directors, voiceover directors out there. Stop. Just Please stop. It's not helping anything. It really isn't. No. So they're having a conversation and it's basically your introductory, like a lot of talk of fear of the bomb. Uh, you know, it's just, this is World War Two. Yeah, it's the end, very end of World War Two. Yeah. Um, the Hiroshima and Nagasaki have just been. They've just happened. Just been bombed. They literally just happened earlier. Yeah. Uh, and this is and this is clearly a very big deal for uh, for Andrew Ryan. It's his inciting uh, our, incident. It's the thing that much. draws him, draw like ma- gives him the idea to start this whole thing. Yeah, exactly. It's it it is exact. It it is essentially for him his inciting incident. Um, and they have a lot of that. They have a lot of libertarian talk. A lot of the standard is not a man. You know. Uh. uh yeah. Does a does a man, does a man not deserve, deserve to sweat off sweat his of own his, bro? Yeah. Yeah. And um, and one day. Everyone will learn that age is just a number and a social construct. <laughs> and, you know, like it's 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 pretty much exactly what you'd expect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The libertarians jump from from uh, no taxation to age of consent pretty quickly and very merrily. By the way, makes one a little nervous. Oh boy! But yeah, so they're having this discussion, and we get we get a little flashback. Yeah, into, uh, into Andrew Ryan, nineteen eighteen Russia. Yeah, uh, Andre Ryanovsky. Andre Ryanovsky, which, which Ryanovsky had better be. I didn't look it up. I didn't look it up. Better either. be a real Russian name because otherwise, that's like that's like up there like pizza pasta as far <laughs> as you know shitty stereotypical <laughs> quasi you know continental. Names pizza like, pasta like, piston Honda right you know um, <laughs> is there later Ryan so he's Andrew Ryanovsky uh, okay. yeah. all right all right for those too young to remember pizza pasta was the <laughs> uh, Italian stereotype that you fought in the arcade version yep. of Punch Out he was too <laughs> fucked up for the NES version <laughs> uh, and and the other one was that uh, in the arcade version you fought. Um, Oh, what was his name? Vodka Drunkinski. Vodka Drunkinski, which they yeah. changed to Soda Popinski for the NES version. <laughs> with, yeah. With, and, and someone pointed out on Twitter once they were like, they were like, people are always talking about how like, uh, you know, being politically correct uh, ruins jokes. Fuck you. Soda Popinski is way funnier than vo- <laughs> Vodka Drunkinski. And I was like, 
Actually, it kind of is. It it's, makes more sense. Soda Popinski, yeah. like it flows better than vodka does, yeah, drinkinski. It, it, it feels better. It's just a better. Yeah, it's a better name. It's funnier. <laughs> I I agree with that. So yeah, we uh, we get a glimpse into his his life back in those days. Yeah, it it you know he got he got separated from his family and um he he developed a long standing phobia of of leftist politics. Yeah. Uh, all based on the workers' militia, um, which, you know, did a lot of bad things to him personally. But uh, so he's carried that baggage with him his entire life and is is going to hoist that baggage onto some boats and take it out to the middle of the North Atlantic. <laughs> where, where it belongs. Where it belongs. <laughs> and, and then uh, we yeah. get into part one. We get into part one. Uh, and we're introduced to Bill McDonough. I, I I love that part one starts with an Andrew Ryan quote, though. Right, right. The yes. parasite hates three things: free markets, free will, and free men. The parasite is, is like the is the Bioshockian term that Andrew Ryan uses and is used yeah. all over Bioshock. To it's basically just like poor people. Like or any any marginalized person who who is having a little bit of trouble gets like thrown into this category of the parasite. Yeah. Um, Anyone who accepts any level of social assistance and that kind of they see them as moochers. Yeah. Uh, as that that, you know, yeah. Hangers on the, those those people who who couldn't who can't hack it out on their own, uh, which is another which is a theme you see. uh constantly throughout the fountainhead and atlas shrug it gets to a point with some of these quotes that i'm kind of amazed that they're i know these aren't direct quotes from ayn rand yeah but they're kind of like it feels amazed like it. they get away with it sometimes. it's a randian vibe very very much so um, so we are introduced to bill mcdonough yes englishman englishman he's a he's a toilet repairman slash engineer yeah <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> literally. You know, that's one of those. You know what's? Uh, he is. He is. He's from uh, merry old England. Yep. Uh, he he. Uh, even though he's an engineer, he didn't go to a fancy place like NYU, and he kind of carries a chip on his shoulder because, you know, he understands all that stuff that the the fancy pants schooling people did. But he's he he went to a vocational school, right. uh, so he doesn't really get the respect that. He believes he necessarily deserves, which it kind of ties together all of the Andrew Ryan protagonist group. The the Andrew Ryan advisors all have that have that uh, distinction of like uh, they have a drive and something about society is keeping them from just taking, you know, what they want. Right, right. You you run into that a lot in Ayn Rant's work. Uh, The people who agree with them especially the poor when you're talking about poor objectivists uh they don't call them objectivists in uh in uh the books but people who agree with the overall philosophy who are also poor uh are either uh like you said just being held back by socialism probably right uh to be able to take what is theirs and and let their genius shine through because it's all about genius being a great man with a capital g yeah uh that's that's what it's all about letting the great men be great so the poor people who are poor are either great men who are being held back or they're people who just aren't bound for great things but boy howdy are they happy to be where they are and they just love they working. love seeing the great men do great oh, things. Oh man, they love licking the boots. They and, love the uh, boot tastes great. Oh, they are that is what they are there for and it, I would call it the most unrealistic portrayal of uh of uh poor people I've ever seen if it weren't for the fact that I've seen it so goddamn many times. It happens it happens way too often to yeah. you can see it on Twitter when you know you have a that is that meme of a bunch of nerds jumping in to defend Elon Musk. Yeah. Every time yeah. Elon Musk does something, you know, questionable, which is a lot, a lot. You have a lot of people just jumping in to defend him, even though they have no reason to No, no. because and I, and he runs a company. 
Right. Well, and deep down inside, I think there's this this level with these guys of like hoping that they, you know, if I were super rich, I would want to be left the fuck alone. Right. Therefore, you know, that it's 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 there's a fantasy there. Yeah. Um, They're just they're just not millionaires yet. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That what is the was it? Who is it that said that? Uh, (sighs) America has no poor. It's just a nation of momentarily embarrassed millionaires uh, exactly uh and i can't and remember who said it but i know i know that quote yeah and uh and it, it's it's you know it, but throughout this chapter we get we get a lot of that we we uh interestingly enough uh it makes me think of a saying a buddy of mine who was a dear friend uh who was still a dear friend and he remained my friend even through my objectivist uh, uh phase <laughs> despite the fact that he is one sneeze shy of a full-blown red commie and uh, and the, the 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 phrase from Atlas Shrugged is who is John Galt? Yeah, uh, John Galt is meant to be this great man with a capital G and a capital M. Sure. And uh, and he used to invert it and say, who fixes Galt's John? <laughs> and his point was that, you know, it's like someone's got to scrub the toilets in this great right. In this great, that- great society of all of of where people great men can be great. Who's fixing the toilet? Exactly. Know? And and so it, we've got Bill McDonough here. Bill McDonough fixing is fixing the toilet. The toilet. He's, He's arriving the toilet. at at the uh, the the Andrew Ryan Arms apartments. He is he is going specifically to Andrew Ryan's penthouse yep. um, to repair his toilet. And uh, basically his company, it from what I understand, it, it seemed like his company was doing some work generally in the in the building yeah in repairing plumbing and things like that and uh and he's uh, like he's new i believe yeah uh, this is definitely his first time being called up right he's he's really surprised when he finds that andrew ryan is up there you know on a phone on the phone on phone making deals just, like great just, men do just yeah and just just and just hitting so anytime we see this man he just hits so many <laughs> libertarian sound bites and the yeah. hyperbole uh, uh, of the rich like he we get a we get a taxes or theft right uh which might as well have been spelled um with all capital letters hashtag gamergate after it like it was just <laughs> uh and and so he's just a wink and just, a nod to to what was it i uh, uh gamestop writer colin moriarty yeah uh, whose whose handle is no taxation right <laughs> That's what it is. And he, and it just, so we get one of those. Uh, he's he, we, just, just in case you forgot who he is. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and so uh, McDonough goes and he fixes the toilet and uh, Ryan kind of watches him and they start talking shop. Like, yeah, uh, apparently everyone's been using tin uh, bolts and, uh, and, and he points out to him, he goes, those are fall apart real fast. That's the cheap way. This, this way, I think it's brass or something. Yeah. It's, it's brass and, and, yeah. and McDonough's it's like, it's more expensive, like, but it'll work. And McDonough's like, well, I'll pay for it myself out of my own, out of my own pay to make sure the job is done. Right. And that is, that is great man talk. Oh, like oh, he like, loves it. He loves it. Oh, Ryan eats that shit right up. Yeah. <laughs> And and he just and he just like he immediately wants to talk philosophy with this guy. He's super impressed with his work ethic, and he wants to. And he just starts asking him questions like, "So, what do you think? Where do a man's rights end?" You know, and it's like, yeah. and you immediately think of that like Twitter gif of like the guy whispering into the girl's ear, and she's just going, mm-hmm. "Yeah, exactly." <laughs> but if you're like me and you thought that, you'd be wrong. Because Bill McDonough is super into it. He, like, is, he is 100% into oh, it. He fucking loves it. He's They get into it. They get into the whole conversation. Uh, the, 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 the kind of just, uh, I mean, here's a quote from it. He says, uh, a man must make of his life a ladder that he never ceases to climb. If you're not rising, you are slipping down the rungs, my friend. Uh, just that like work hard, work, work, work until you are l- quite literally dead and in the ground, uh, kind of thing. One classes oneself. Oh yeah. That's a good one too. Oh, we've got some just awe inspiring sound. Bites. Oh, it, it is. It is like the, the text feels like it's written in art deco. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is art deco here. <laughs> but, uh, so 
Ryan, and so he goes, he does the thing. Ryan's really impressed. The guy goes home. McDonough goes yeah. home. Next morning, it implies that he's hung over, which I thought was funny as fuck. Sure. Uh, not not the kind of thing that a great man would do, I don't think. No. Uh, but uh, he, he wakes up. He gets a phone call from his boss uh, who basically tells him that uh, uh, Ryan wants to see him again. And Ryan hires him as his new building engineer, uh, which is stupid. Let's just say that. That's it. what the fuck. Was it? All he knows about this guy is that he, yeah, he turns he, a he, mean pipe. He turns it. Yeah. He, he, he said he's, he's uh, objectivist friendly. Yeah. Right. And he uses brass fittings instead of tin right. on toilets. Those are, those are the two facts. Yeah. That Ryan knows about this guy. Yeah. And, um, and we're not, and this isn't the end of this, but like, we're going to see Ryan making these kind of moves more as the, yeah. uh, as the uh, book goes where you're just like, why is he doing that? It doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, but we got, we got uh, Bill McDonough in here and we're going to see a lot of Bill. Uh, we're going to see a lot of Bill as along. the book goes along, but yeah. chapter two um we're back with with sullivan and uh, uh another one of the, the 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 guys that is sort of responsible for this whole thing is reuben yeah. greevy who works for the wales brothers who are yes. um as as we'll find out they have they have a lot to do with the stuff that ryan is involving himself in yes yes um we get them. They're 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 off. They're seeing off a ship full of supplies, heading off to some mysterious vista, uh, and uh, they're they're talking about McDonough. And they actually kind of address what we talked about. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they're just like great, and sometimes it feels like they're regular or something right. like that. They're just like yeah. Sometimes it feels like he brought in somebody's like oh yeah, because Greedy's a dude. learned professor, right? And he's one right. of the guys. And then Sullivan is just you know a former cop. Right. And he was down on his luck. Uh, and, down on his luck cop, you know. Yeah, and uh, and and they use a phrase that I'd never heard before, and I really like this. They said uh, they ask if McDonough is an apple picked from an orange tree. Uh which yeah. I, I I'd never heard that phrase before. I really like that. Um just kind of a, a rando pulled out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like they seem to have the same mis- misgivings that you, me or anyone who is halfway sane, I think, would have. Right. A- about hiring a plumber it's, it's, to be your building engineer. It's not like a diamond in the rough. It's like mm-hmm. an apple picked from an orange tree is like he's he's being picked based on the fact that he's just different just rather. Weird. Yeah. Rather than um Rather than the same, like it does, it's not a mark of quality. It's just a mark of difference. <laughs> right. Yeah. A mark of something unusual. Yeah. Uh, and that's, and that's, and that's not usually good enough, especially when we're talking about, well, the kind it's, of project yeah, that it's definitely Brian not is. good enough for, um, what's his name? The professor. It's kind of no, has a gravy no, kind of has, is like, mm. <laughs> no, yeah, he's, he's not, he's not particularly impressed by any of this shit. No, he's not. Um, so we've got them. We got them. We get to uh, Ryan again. Uh, well, they t- they talk about Ryan. This was another thing. They they're talking about Andrew Ryan, and they say that uh, that he didn't side with anyone during World War Two. Mm. That he didn't. That he didn't like Hitler and the Nazis. Uh, but he really had uh, he had uh, real problems with the way that the Allies did things too. And it's just the ultimate. Both sides are bad. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, which to, to me doesn't. Here's the thing. Absolutely, there were issues with uh, the allies over there. Uh, they, sure, there were there were serious issues with the allies. See, you know, if you do any level of digging into America's history and you see how it influenced Nazi Germany, it's horrifying. Yeah, uh, and there's a lot of. But but at the same time, at the same time, if you're actually pound for pound looking at the allies and the axis and you decide that you're not going to make a decision at all. I, I call opportunism. Right. <laughs> I don't, I don't think your morals are really all that good. I think you're yeah. waiting to see which one of these giants comes out on. Yeah. Top. You, he, you know, Ryan is just a billionaire trying to see, trying to hedge his bets. 
Yeah. He's not yeah. he's not he's not making a real moral stand here. No, he's not. And uh, and and they don't. And uh, John Shirley, our author, who, uh, by the way, we didn't get into it, but John Shirley has uh, quite a pedigree as well. Uh, we talk about hmm. him versus uh, 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 Evanson, uh, yeah. who wrote uh, our last book, uh, Bram Stoker Award winner. Really, really cool guy. Um, I need to check out more of his work. Yeah. But uh, he 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 makes it clear that uh, it's not, you know, he, he really he really sends up. Yeah, yeah. Ryan, Ryan is yeah, Ryan is somebody who is uh, he's the Ryan is definitely portrayed as the uh, the dumb man's idea of a smart man. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. It's the kind of thing, and it's and it's the thing. You know, when I was when I was you know twenty four, twenty five, and uh, stupid. Uh, you know, these kind of quick, quippy, clever quotes. Uh, really worked on me. You know, they yeah. made me feel special, made me feel smarter than other people and that kind of thing. And it's one of those things that them, it doesn't take much no. to unravel. No. It doesn't <laughs> so, take much to unravel at all. But um, people don't want it to be unraveled. And so right. that's how you get rapture. We get a, a uh, we get a scene change now. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we got a new character. We got a new character. Um, uh, uh, Frank Gorland, yeah, who uh has just taken over a bar, uh, based on a, the default of a loan, yeah. Um, and Gorland is a he is a tricky dude, yeah, yeah. He is like Gorland is running the thieves guild, baby. Like Gorland is like he is level twenty rogue all the way. He is uh, maxed out on persuasion. Absolutely, I like Gorland. Uh, he is he is insufferable and uh, kind of a nasty character, but damn, is he he good at what he does. And uh, so he's basically setting up his. He's taken over this bar. Yeah. Um. And uh, and which is on which is by the docks. Right. Right. And that's important. Yeah. Uh. And uh, the FBI shows up, uh, presumably to interrogate him. Uh. But mostly they just want to make a deal. And that yeah. deal is, you know, they've have been hearing shit about Andrew what, Ryan. What's Andrew what's Ryan doing? On. Like, Gor- they're like, hey, Gorland, we know, like, you know, we could arrest you on any number of things. Right. But we probably wouldn't be able to get them to stick. So you're better as like uh, uh, <laughs> somebody who can give us information. <laughs> yeah, it be you being useful to us, like right. you know, do something. And and so and 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 Garland says, yeah, sure, of course, naturally, he he goes with it. Uh, but all that's really happened is they've given him an idea for his next scam. his next scam. Yeah, he is yeah. he is the music man. He is a he, <laughs> yeah. He is. knows he knows for a fact. He's like he's like oh I had no idea something was going down. Thanks FBI. Daddy. Thanks FBI. I'm gonna go down there and figure it out myself <laughs> and not tell you shit. I'm cutting out the middleman. <laughs> and uh, and it doesn't take long for him to to get uh, a tip. Some some poor drunk girl comes in. Yep. And uh, her boyfriend was a diver. Her boyfriend uh, who, and disappeared. Uh, who disappeared? Yep. Uh, and 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 uh, she thinks that it has something to do with Andrew Ryan, who he was working for. Uh, and uh, she thinks that he maybe knew too much. Yep, she, she seems to think he was he's doing something. It was in the North Atlantic. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's yeah, it it's 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 tight storytelling with the amount of stuff that happens in the course. And it's such a breath, breath of fresh air. And we were talking about this before we got started. Like, this is super tight storytelling because yeah. we are on page we're 50 pages in just about and we know the following uh andrew ryan wants to do something big in response to hiroshima hiroshima and nagasaki one year later he is already well underway um uh and then the government is aware that he's doing something and this character Frank Gorland is now aware and has has already procured important information about it. Yeah, and that's yeah. in fifty pages, and it feels like it feels like it took forever to get there in our previous book. Yeah, and yeah. this is and just good pacing. 
we get, yeah, we get quick little moments, these beats that don't pad themselves, that don't waste any time. Um, and it feels like, it feels like two things, uh, and both of which are perfect for this kind of book and the subject matter. First off, it feels like pretty decent noir. Right. It's got the mystery element. He's, you know, the reverse gumshoe, but, you know, still the same idea. Sure. And he goes and interrogates this person, talks to that person, pretends to be a guy to talk to this person. Just little moments that uh, are giving him bit by bit by bit of information. Yeah. And uh, and the other th- and based on that, it also feels like an adventure game. Yeah, totally. You know, it feels like a good point and click. Things you know, are happening got- in each scene. Absolutely. Every scene is important. There yeah. is a detail that is coming about from it. And and it's just good writing. It's just really tight. It's really, really tight. And we also found out at some point that um, Gorland is not his real name. No. He, is, he has gone under uh, a dozen other aliases, at yeah, least. Yeah, Gorland is just the latest name. The latest name. Um, so, yeah, uh, he continues and he gets uh, basically at this point, he just he goes to the dock and starts investigating like, yeah. He start, start talks to a, a drunk dock worker. Yeah, he um, pretends to be a cop at pre- one point. Yeah, he pretends to be a cop. It's it's amazing all the little details and stuff. Um, he finds out that there's tunnels under the sea, uh, that it's in the North Atlantic. That certain um, workers are dying. He starts finding out information about who's involved, uh, yep. uh, Grievy and all that stuff. The bathospheres, another book with bathospheres. Well, yeah, we've gone from one bathosphere to another. <laughs> But yeah, he's finding. Yeah, he's you know he overhears workers talking about people down there are dying. You know, in the in the process, they're not happy about it. So he's he is oh he's filling up. His he's filling sheet. in the gaps, and yeah, the the chapter ends with Gorland's making the realization Ryan is building a city under the sea, and yeah. it's he that is the first time it is explicitly stated in yeah. the book. Now, coming into the book, if you obviously played Bioshock and the title it's is no Bioshock surprise. Rapture, it's no surprise. But the way it, it it we get it is through a character who just pieces things together and it, yeah. it gives you some it gives you good character moments um, and it gives you nice, nice little bit like because you could have easily just Ryan could have just said it sure. in the first scene. Oh, yeah. And, and anybody who anybody who's reading this book has probably played the game, uh, most likely. And so it's no surprise. That's not a surprise to them. But it's not boring to find, to watch this guy piece it all together. It's quite the opposite. It's very exciting. Uh, it's it's like, you know something he doesn't. And so the whole time, you're like, oh, is he going to figure it out? Oh, is he going to, is he going to fuck up? Is he going to, is he only going to get half the information? You know, like, right. it, it's it's exciting. It's done well. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I I totally agree. It's so interesting. Yeah, um, we we moved to chapter three, and we're back with Bill McDonough. It, who, it opens with her comparing a woman to his mother, and then promptly oogling her. Yeah, yeah, felt good about that one. That's a, he really he really does fit in with this crowd, doesn't that's, he? That's a choice, Elaine. Um, Elaine, and uh, because Bill McDonough has a girlfriend that he mentions in the first chapter, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I believe he's, um, I don't think where she's ever mentioned again. No, I think he's moved on from her. Um, yeah. uh, but yeah, Bill is, Bill's working at his, in his office as the building engineer. Um, and then he gets picked up by, uh, Andrew in a limousine to, mm-hmm. to take a ride down to the docks. Yeah. Yeah. They go, they go off out there and Ryan starts asking him about, uh, the war, his time in the war, his experience in the war, and where his loyalties lie. And that's where he kind of openly admits to what we were talking about before. Him, sure. His, his loyalty is is not to the government, but to right. himself. And he, the government, you know, it's said with, like, like the word is, yeah, like, yeah, like the word is packed in oil with sardines, the government. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really weird. And, uh, and so he starts basically telling them, that uh, he starts hinting like we're gonna go away, we're gonna get away. These people, these 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 nuclear warheads and all that shit, we're getting away from all of that. And uh, and he says that we're gonna leave. 
Uh, he says, just for a time, just for a century or two, until the fools have destroyed themselves with the Hiroshima bombs. Bill was flummoxed. Leave it, sir? Ryan chuckled. Don't look so astonished. I don't mean we're going to the moon. We're not going up. We're going down. And I just, I don't know what it was about that. It sounded like it was like, you fucking moron. We're not going to the moon. Of course going not. 20,000 leagues under the sea, you stupid ass. You like, son of a bitch. Like, it was just so, he's just like, you, know, you fucking stupid slap, slap. Yeah. It, it's so mean. Uh, and he's and he tells him we're gonna I'm gonna take you to Iceland I'm gonna show you this we're gonna and do promises, it we're gonna promises that he'll be enraptured enraptured, enraptured. Uh, <laughs> um, and we get a scene change back to Gorland who is who is doing more uh, more spy work basically that's right yeah um, he's uh, like he's delivering canned food he's yeah he's delivering canned food in disguise this is actually a really funny scene yeah. Because the guy, they like the dude calls him out on it so fast. He's like, You're this is not like because like Gorland is like, Well, I need Andrew Ryan to sign for this. And the right. guy's like, Andrew Ryan doesn't sign for shit. Like Right. Right. <laughs> it's it's basically if you were a delivery guy and you took it to Trump Towers and you, and, <laughs> and the guy that Donald Trump signed for. <laughs> right. And the manager came out and you're like, No, I'm sorry, it's supposed to go to Donald Trump. Like, I can't, I can't. <laughs> You know, maybe Donald Trump Jr. if he's here, but uh, otherwise he's he's playing. He's not just playing dumb. He's playing stupid. He's playing. I'm just like, I'm just getting paid to. But uh, and it says right here, uh, Andrew Ryan. So, yeah. And, and so <laughs> he finds out that a guy named Rizzo is the dude who actually runs the day to day. And he basically that section ends with him kind of figuring out how big of a scam this is going to be. Like, right. This isn't. He realized this is not small potatoes. This, this is, is big. Huge. This yeah. is big. Yeah. Um, and we get another scene change back to where they were going in the limousine, which is which is to see everybody's favorite dandy, Sander Cohen. They went to, they're going to a musical. They're going to a musical because Andrew Ryan loves musicals. He loves musicals. He loves musicals. He, the whole thing opens with him talking about, you know, I do find it funny that I, I support these musicals. It's kind of hilarious. It's a little too... Um, he does say, a, "I don't care for this jitterbug nonsense." Right, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a there's a scene where they they're they're up there dancing and they're doing like, uh, you know, a really you know one of the stupid little yeah jitterbug kind of dance. Yeah. And he's real quick to go, "I don't care for." This. It's like your friend who really really likes Britney Spears. Yeah. And and Lucky comes on and he goes real quick, goes real hard. Like, look, that's a garbage song. Everyone hates Lucky, but but listen, but seriously. Uh, baby one more time is a bop like that's just all there's to it like it, it, it's a little he doth protest too much you know yeah. it's it's it's, it's kind of like i've known guys who who uh were kind of shy about liking musicals or theater sure. or something like that because they they're just like i'm not gay like yeah it's, it's really cool you know the, the way the ballet guys stand on their toes is super manually it's butch it's, it's super super cool Super um, cool, and he, and he says only the great understand the great. Yeah, it's just just which, and that to me says so much about so this much. mindset. It's like it's not enough that because he's he's responding to a, a, a few drunks. He claims uh, they don't seem drunk; they just seem like they didn't like the show. Sure, uh, and he and he just goes, "They're morons!" Like this guy's great. Only yeah. great understands the great. This is this is where you get the people who think that there should be objectivity in movie and, and movies and art and, and generally uh, yeah. like yeah like this is and this is again this is an objectivist thing like that's why art deco is so uh associated with it because it's very strong uh it's it it, sh it when it shows human figures it shows them at their peak muscular yep. it, it's all about beauty it's meant to evoke nothing but physical beauty which is about as far as it can go for a lot of them. Like there's, sure. there's not a lot of room for reading between the lines. And uh, so this, this, this attitude says so much about and Sander Cohen is like this. He is the way the book is written to kind of illustrate that Sander Cohen is way past his prime in terms oh, of as, yeah. as an entertainer and an artist. Yeah. We get, we get two artists uh, that uh, we, we run into two artists. The first one is Jasmine, who is a dancer, right? Uh, and, and clearly she is, she's basically Ryan's favorite stripper. Yep. Let's face facts. Yes. Yeah. 
Like he's he goes into the strip club and he asks, "Is Jasmine dancing tonight?" Sure. Like that's that's fine. By the that's way, that's what yeah, that's and, what strippers are for. And they're <laughs> I, I, having just replayed Bioshock. That is a reference to Jasmine, who is there. It, the strip club in Bioshock is Jasmine's. Nice. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. I lo- okay, <laughs> I love that. I, have, I I started replaying it. I don't know what it is about the remaster. It is it is having serious trouble with my computer. Oh, it keeps shutting itself you. off. Yeah. But uh, I'm I'm having fun replaying it. But uh, I haven't gotten that far. Sure. But uh, yeah, and he basically invites her to his underwater. He says he says yeah, I've got this thing along. that's happening. He says you're going to come along, and uh, and that says that says everything. It shows you how full of shit. Yep. This guy is. It's like and and he does it again with with Sander. He does that with him too. Where he's like, I've got a place for us, us geniuses. And it's like, you're not you're not actually after great people and geniuses. You just like you just you want just, to protect who you like. Yeah. You're you are picking fine. out the people you specifically like. Right. And because you view yourself as a great man, obviously these must be the greatest people. Be, these are absolutely. the best of the best. Because your exactly. taste is object your 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 taste is objectivist, so it must be perfect. Exactly. And and that's it it's not enough that you just I just it's okay if if I were building, you know, a castle in the clouds, sure. I would and, and people accuse me like you're just inviting your friends to come along. I'd be like, yeah. yeah that's exactly <laughs> it. Like that's of course I am. And they're like, well you're not including great people. And I'm like, well they're great to me. They're my friends, you know. Like <laughs> they're great people. They're I great like people. Them. You you haven't gotten drunk and sung karaoke with them. They're great. They're you great. know, it's like it's 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 that's all it is. That's the difference. That's the real difference. He's, he's not. It's it, it's so clear that John Shirley is just trolling Ayn Rand yeah. so bad. Like he's just he's just just going. It's proof there that this whole great man shtick is it's horseshit. It's, it's horseshit. horseshit. Uh, the chapter ends with Bill McDonough um, saying that he is in A to Z. He's diving in at the deep end. He is. He, he is. This. He is. He has drank the Kool Aid. He is one hundred percent in on this particular venture. Yeah. Um, he has been dazzled by the great man. Big time. Big time. <laughs> it's like you just want to go. No, Bill. No, no. Bill. No. Uh, he just and his and his accent's getting worse. By the way, that I, I that's the one thing I will criticize John Shirley for. He sounds like Dick Van Dyke and Mary it, Poppins. Is it times. John Shirley doing the the reading? Oh, is he? I have no idea. I'm just I'm just talking about just even just how he writes. Him. Oh, how he uh, writes him is yeah, is, like uh, on page sixty four. Core, he burst out. Me ma took a liking to Sander Cohen a few years back. Fair wore out as t- kissing the tulip on her old Victrola, and it just. <laughs> I'm sure that people did talk that way. Yeah. I'm sure they did. Just the right. But, but the, the voice of the character on paper is inconsistent a little bit. It feels it feels <laughs> weird, man. It feels weird. I that's the one thing I will say that I'm just like, I don't know about this. Uh so and that brings us to chapter four and Gorland. Our friend Frank Gorland. Our friend Gorland, who is uh doing more digging. What a he's, surprise. He's digging stuff up. Uh, and basically, he he discovers that, uh, you know, the best way for him to get close to Ryan's project, essentially, is that is just to supply them with goods. Yeah. Like they are in constant need of supplies. He doesn't have to. It's so funny. He, he actually he doesn't have to be all that sneaky about it. And if anything, being more legit will get him closer. Right. To this or, or quote unquote legit. Quote unquote legit. Um, as legit as a guy like Gorland is capable of being. Because now his his idea is to um is to uh basically he he targets somebody in this discussion named Frank Fontaine. Does that name sound yes. sound familiar to you? A little Fra- familiar. A little familiar if you played Bioshock. He targets a, a guy familiar. named Frank Fontaine. I actually Fontaine. knew a guy in college named Frank Fontaine. If Interesting. You that. Yeah. 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 Couldn't have been any less like this dude. Any less like Frank Fontaine. <laughs> so Gorlin basically targets Frank Fontaine because Frank Fontaine is a former smuggler who yes. is now running a fishery. And Gorlin's like, well, you know, if I could if I could get Fontaine, Fontaine probably could get me some information. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Han Solo is going to help me out here. Han Solo is going to help me out here. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
so it, and it's a really brief scene it a little you get a little bit more about how frank gorland is is not his real name before yeah. we get we cut back over to andrew ryan and bill mcdonough are um are in an airship yeah they're yeah, in an they're airship on their way, and they're on to, their way to where's it greenland or iceland iceland yeah. iceland yeah and uh, yeah, so he's he he basically he's he's talking more more pseudo intellectual philosophy talk, and he, then finally he shows Ryan him the model of, shows him the model of rapture. Yeah. yeah, what what he's working on, and they and uh, and McDonough compares it in his head to Oz, the Emerald City of Oz. Yeah. Um, which, uh, it's not a bad comparison, not a com- bad comparison at all. It's, it's real. It has this real mythical structure. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of, he talks about how there's, there's the most open space and they kind of, they kind of do in this scene, a little bit of the hand waviness with the science behind it sure. where, uh, Ryan's like, oh yeah, yeah. I have scientists who figured out the air pressure stuff. Like it's, right. it's like, it's like, and moving on, you know? <laughs> which, which, you know what is, it's kind of fine for a couple of reasons. First off, it's like, yeah, it's on, on one hand, the, do we really want to read all the details and the schematics? Probably not. Probably not. On the other hand, this kind of dude, I don't know if this dude would uh, bother getting to know that shit anyhow. Right. And we, we, st- we're about to see a, a moment where that's there is a moment where clear. that, that kind of does come back to bite. Yeah. Them. <laughs> yeah. Where he's just like, he has, because, because no matter how much of a great one man you are, you do not exist alone. You have to rely on other people. You do have to rely things. on others. Yeah. Yeah. But, but if he knows, but if he knows too, if he talks too much, if he talks up the science of it too much, uh, you might get the impression that, uh, th- its development didn't really have all that much to do with him. Sure. And we cannot have that. We can't have that. No, that is, that is the truth. Um, so, uh, we have another scene change and Gorland is meeting with Fontaine. Yes. Yes. This is, it's pretty great. This, this is great. Um, <laughs> this is a great scene. Basically, so, uh, uh, Gorland is trying to pump Fontaine for information. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And the conversation, um, the conversation goes south, big time, uh, big time. Yeah, he, he implies that the FBI is after, uh, yeah, is Fontaine. after Fontaine for the smuggling and all that right. stuff. Um, ultimately, what ends up happening though is, um, is it wait, is it in this scene? It, it oh no, no, no! It, this it, yeah. it hasn't happened yet. But Fontaine is buying what Gorland is selling. He's like, yeah. Fontaine's like, all right, you know, I'll help you out. I'll, help, you know, you, you you guys got me. All right, yeah, I'll I'll help yeah. you out. The the gist of it is like, look, listen, these people want you need to get away for a little while. You need to go and disappear. I'll take over your operation for a little while. Sure, you know, because you know, I it'll help me because I'm doing some some supply running stuff like that. He just he feeds him a line a, a while a mile long. Um, about you just need to disappear and I'll and I'll take over for a minute. Right. And, and then uh, uh, so yeah. so he's he's on the ship. He's he's he, he is now captaining the ship. Right. Uh, Frank Gorlin is captaining the ship and Fontaine shows up for the payoff money to, right. to basically disappear. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because he wasn't going to do it for free. He was going to help him out. He's like, here, I'm going to help you out. We've worked together. I like you here. I'll, I'll pay you off for the whole situation. And Gorlin and, just uh, murders the shit out of him. Murders him. <laughs> <laughs> he shouts something about inventing identity theft. Yeah. How funny it is that they both have the first name. So this is going to be an easy transition. Right. A- and knocks him out with a blackjack and throws him ass, ass uh, fucking over tea kettle into the water where he does not come back up. Does not come back up. And it ends with, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Frank Fontaine was dead. Long live Frank Fontaine. Pretty much. Um, yeah. Uh, long Captain Fontaine was dead. Long live Captain yes. Frank Fontaine. That's and right. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentle thems, kings, queens, and emperors, Frank Fontaine, the antagonist of Bioshock has arrived. There he is. He has arrived. <laughs> and what an introduction, what an by introduction. the way. Oh, 
fuck, <laughs> it's good. It's so good. It's he's like, such it's a like, nasty character. He's such a nasty character. And you could see it kind of coming yeah. if you if you read between the lines of like what his uh uh, some of the names that he references that he had because he he said he had he had a there was a Chinese last name in there and mm-hmm. in the game itself he says um, like he one time time pretended that he was Chinese um, yeah. in order yeah. to to pull a con so yeah. and you know it all it all connects together it's great it's fin it's 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 not just it's not just good writing in and of itself just by itself it is terrific adaptation. Of, of a character the existing property yeah john shirley played through this game a couple of times i'm willing Clearly, to bet yeah and uh and really got to know it and went oh i'm gonna have fun with this because yes. he's having fun <laughs> he's having fun and it shows it's good writing um, so and that uh that brings us to chapter five chapter five uh with and <laughs> the andrew ryan now this is not the man andrew lion ryan this is the ship, Andrew Ryan. <laughs> yes, Andrew Ryan. He has not demanded that you all speak to him in third person like Kanye West or something. He's just, it's the Andrew Ryan is the ship. Yes. Um, so, they're yeah. they're basically, uh, the ship is going out to, to the, the, the lighthouse um, in order to, to get down into Rapture. Yes. And... Um, you know, McDonough's is, is not having a good time because it's he's getting a little seasick. Um, he's getting sick. He did he had, he did briefly have uh, in the section before we got a brief moment of uh, PTSD from him. He got a flashback mm-hmm. of uh, to the war. Right when the plane uh, starts to started to list a little bit, he was yeah. not he was not having a good time. Yeah, and he flashes back to some horrible things that happened to him in the war. Right. Uh, so he's already kind of uneasy at yeah, this point. Exactly. And uh, they end up riding a bathysphere down uh, towards uh, towards rapture. rapture. Yeah. And they talk about, you know, it's geothermal, uh, mm-hmm. which comes up in the game. There's no coal needed, no oil. Um, you know, the energy fl- flow goes on as long as the earth retains its heat, which is, yep. you know, that's hey, it, the, if, if, if the earth runs out of heat, then we're fucked either we're way. We're fucked so, either yeah. way. So, you know, yeah. but what's really neat is like I look at the the. I think Rapture as a concept is really freaking cool. Yeah. You know, the the how it's born is is terrible, but sure, yeah. The the concept of it of this like a city running on endless power mm-hmm. under the sea um cuz that is where you'll find me underneath the sea lab uh yeah. underneath the water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you can call Kevin, me Cap- shut the fuck up and get on with it. You can call, you can call me Captain Murphy. Uh- <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, you watch some Adult Swim. Too much Adult Swim. Uh, I know. Too much in Adult Swim in college. Um, so basically, yeah, they they continue on. They get down there. Uh, they meet with some of the other like engineering types or yeah. or what have you. Roland um, Wallace. Roland Wallace. And, uh, you know, there, there's an issue. There's, there's suddenly like a little, a little, a little whoopsie that pops up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, real quick before that, and I, cause I think this is an interesting thing that sure. leads into it is they talk about, uh, he, someone mentions that three men died setting up the geothermal system and, uh, Bill is kind of shocked by that. And, uh, and Ryan says, Hey, how many people died building the Panama Panama Canal, uh, which uh, which, by the way, is an extraordinary number of people died. Uh, French and American died making the, the Panama Canal. But Bill rattles off the numbers kind of fast. Uh, it's something like it, it's something like 20,000 people died. Right. Uh, and he says, so anyone's going to die in these kind of big, big projects. Yeah. Uh, so he is clearly very happy uh, or willing rather to allow people to sacrifice their lives for sure. building this dream project of his. And I, I think that's just kind of important to bring up before we get further on. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, and they, they talk a little bit about movies, how there's going to be a movie theater and all, you know, all yeah. that, all that nice stuff. But um, what, what happens is uh, Bill notices that there's some water trickling down 
some of the glass and be like there yeah. shouldn't be any it should be zero no 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 there should be you're underwater uh unless you're in the shower there should be no extra water there should be no extra water if you're trying to maintain your air pressure um yeah. and uh there's there's water uh there's water on the floor um and basically it's like oh there's a little bit of a leak it turns into suddenly a larger leak very a quickly much larger. <laughs> yeah yeah very quickly uh it it it, it, it everyone it's basically since it's a sloppy building yep uh there's a pressure issue uh that clearly happened it's sloppily built and just as he's like it just it just in time for it to be vaguely poetic uh he uh cracks start appearing in the glass and basically everything goes to fucking hell yep uh, Bill sends him away. He said he's gonna run it. He, I'm gonna. I'm, he's gonna try and fix the issue. Yep. For all intents and purposes, he's kind of you know you'd assume sacrificing himself just to get see get Ryan out of there. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Roland Wallace gets him out of there. Wallace Ryan and Ryan get out of there. Out. Yeah. Um, and then he makes his. Um, you know he he finally he basically tells them to seal him in. Right. Uh, you know, close the hatch, close the hatch, and they don't. They don't listen to him, and they they they're able to pull him out and then close the hatch just in time right. for the entire thing to be that entire bulkhead to to implode, basically. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, he says, "Thank God." Andrew Ryan says, "Thank a man." Thank a man. Thank and gives Bill him the McDonough. Hollywood handshake. Uh, <laughs> Paula Hollywood that's what immediately in. what I thought of. He was like offering him a hand like he's just this is meant to be a great honor for you, son. Uh, it'll just fuck yourself. What a condescending action. Oh, um, God. And so and then uh, we get we get a, a, a change in time. About a year goes by. Yep. Uh, it's now 1947. And uh, Wales, who we've talked about before. Yeah, the uh, Wales is, brothers, the Wales, but he's leading them to the rapture entryway in the lighthouse, uh, which leads us to uh, the first thing most anyone reads in this game. No gods or kings, only man. Only man. Which is kind of hilarious when you think about it. I'm sure plenty of other people have pointed this out, but um, it's that's, that's such a, I mean, it's definitely an objectivist kind of thing to say, uh, but sure. it's also really close to an old anarchist slogan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh no gods no masters um, yeah and and that's the thing is like there is nothing um he is he is kind of anarchist in terms of yeah. his mindset on things he is very um was an ancap uh anarchist capitalist right. there, there is there is a weird uh overlap that you see sometimes of uh anarchists and the libertarian crowd sure. it really makes very little sense in practice uh but these two things are are far more closely linked uh than a lot of people would assume yeah i've always found that i, I only bring that up because that's just it's such an interest i've always found that to be a fascinating comparison it's, it's, it's such a different takeaway uh whereas anarchy is is like very much no leaders no great men yeah, just people, just, just people, people. Uh, and 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 objectivism, objectivism is is the worship of great men. You yeah, take you you kill God and you put great men in its place, um, and usually it's the idea of great men to set up that kind of system. Yeah, <laughs> so so basically, yeah, and we get the um, we kind of get that opening. A description of the bathosphere going down and seeing the you know the, you see the fish you see the rapture you see the the ryan enterprises you see all the mm -hmm. all the stuff and there's a, it's a conversation between ryan and greavy and wales and mcdonough basically just saying oh you've done it. it like mcdonough says it's one of the wonders of the world and you know the world's never going to know about it um yeah. and ryan responds um Oh, then time they will, you know, uh, all who survive the destruction of the upper world, they will know rapture. One right. day it will be the capital city of all civilization. Like that's where his mind is. Yeah. Yeah. He he's, he's a, he's a nation builder at this point. Yeah. He's creating a new country, uh, for, for all intents and purposes, right. Um, a country for the great, 
A country for great men. Yeah. He's, he, he's really worked up. Uh, he gets himself worked up in the dream. And then someone points out kind of a, kind of a reality of the situation. Who the fuck is going to live here? <laughs> like, yeah, it's like y'all this talk about great people where like, it's, there's like a dozen of us who else is going to live. Yeah. Here? Yeah. There's it's like, it's mostly staff down, right. down there. Right. <laughs> right. He's like, yeah, we got the workers, uh, but tell me we're not hanging out with the workers. Yeah. Uh, uh, so he, he pulls up a form, uh, an invitation. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, uh, but you'll, you're really, I mean, just in the first few tired of taxes. Yeah. <laughs> tired of taxes, tired of bullying governments, business regulations, unions, people expecting a handout from you want a new start. Do you have a skill and ambition to be a pioneer? If you're receiving this notice. You've already been considered and selected to fill out an application for a life in Rapture. So they're sending these out to people that they think they assume are worthy right. with a skill that can help out uh, with the whole situation. Right. They want to make sure, if, you know, if our vetting team has done its job, you are not a trade unionist. You are a believer in free enterprise. And then I love the end of the, uh, of the invitation. It says, we ask that you show this letter to no one. Uh, whatever your decision, what fucking world do they live in? What, what, they, they, the believers in the great chain, which is, which is Orionism for uh, the invisible hand, basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, and it's, it's unreal how naive uh, this whole thing is. I guess though, if you think that, if you think that going off into the middle of the North you know, Atlantic, the, uh, the Atlantic to, to will solve your problems and everything like that, you know, then, then maybe there is something deeply so, naive about you. So they're, and they're, they talk, they're talking about, and this is, this is like the immediate problem right away. Right. Yeah. Is they talk about, um, this guy, Prentice mill, who mm-hmm. is building, um, an express rail around rapture. Yes. And, um, which has which has real quick uh, very fountainhead vibes, which is a it's a fountainhead's all about the railroad. Yeah, and uh, Ryan responds to uh, he complains he needs more workers. Of course, they all do. And Ryan says the express is its own business. Let him get busy and hire more workers himself. Those who are finished working on the outer shell can start on the rail. And it's like. It becomes immediately apparent that like Ryan is like, well, I built, you know, I built Rapture, but further building of Rapture is up to other great men. You know, like right. Prentice Mill has to deal with that. I'm not I'm not going to oversee that. That's he is, you know, that's his own business. Yep. And like and it's <laughs> it's like, OK, no quality concerns, quality. It's, it's kind of, you're living under the water, my friend. It is kind of your business, you know. <laughs> It is. It, it is. is. Yeah. It it right. So right off the bat, immediately you can see the cracks forming here. Um, and by the way, I, I got it wrong. It's Atlas shrugged again when I talk, they talk about the railway. Um, and they, at the very end, they mention uh, there was another little Easter egg that I thought was really interesting for any Atlas shrugged people. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, they they refer to Ryanium, which is presumably a metal named sure discovered and named for uh ryan yes uh which is a direct reference to in the atlas shrugged reardon uh hank reardon who's the main character who's the great man in atlas shrugged and he's discovered a metal that he very creatively names reardon metal uh and it's lighter it's like a lighter steel alloy and uh, it's it's what it's what has got him his his uh his greatness you know and and so it's this guy knew what he was talking about he he had he he cribbed his notes he he knew what he was doing right right yep and that that ends part one that ends part one that is the first age first age of rapture is the construction so we've established our our we got frank fontaine um who is more or less represents the rot that is on its way um already um and we have we have ryan we have his hangers on and believers and bill mcdonough and sullivan um it's it's going to be an interesting ride going into part two 
Very, very Which much Which so. I, I imagine, I don't know where this book ends. I imagine it basically goes up to right before the game starts. Yeah, I mean, presumably... I don't remember the details specifically at the end, but I'm, I'm assuming that Bill is our protagonist from the game. Sure. Um, not, and not, not the least of which, because he starts out with a uh, pipe wrench and that's just too good <laughs> of a parallel to ignore. <laughs> so what do you, what are you thinking so far? I like Kev? it. What do you like? I like yeah. it. Yeah. 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 I dig it's it. Good. It's good. There's a lot of, there's a lot of work that went into, uh, getting the tone right for this, uh, for using the characters well. Yep. Um, it's it's really super good so far. I, I love really, it. I'm, I'm feeling fantastic about this. So yeah. we're 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 in, in in good shape. We've said that before about other books in True. terms of like, like, and it's not like those books turned out bad. I mean, we we no. we really adored Far Cry, but I think yeah. the opening of Far Cry Absolution was so much better than the rest of far cry absolution um yes so i think I that's something that. obviously we'll keep an eye out for is the consist tonal consistency throughout the book and and the strength yep. of the storytelling and all that stuff but so far you know part one is off to a, a really good start um, yeah, i couldn't agree more. and it's a, it's a great start it really understands the source material not only bioshock but the ayn rand bullshit <laughs> yes yes and and if, if in case anyone hasn't already guessed this is this series is going to be our most politically charged oh, series boy but honestly we've dropped enough bombs and hints here and there yeah. throughout the show that if you're here and you're shocked that we are taking the stance that we are taking uh you have not been paying attention no no and uh and trans lives matter and bye-bye uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> take care trans lives matter yeah, exactly. Fuck, fuck Ayn Rand. <laughs> Bye. Good night. Fuck Ayn Rand. <laughs>